Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you have joined us today. And we're going to be finishing up the book of Matthew this week. Now, we're going to get into it uh, later, possibly tomorrow, but the schedule is going to be a little bit different this week. We're going to break this up a little bit differently than we have been, still releasing videos every day. But because of the length of some of the chapters, we're going to spend a little bit more time on a couple of chapters this week. But we'll explain that more uh, tomorrow. Uh, if you will, be opening up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. That is where we're going to be today. And if you remember, as we finished up on Friday last week, talking about Matthew chapter 24... We were discussing the fact that the first half of Matthew 24, down to verse 35, Jesus is talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. And then, beginning in verse 36, going all the way through chapter 25, he's talking about his second coming. And so that's what we have here in chapter 25. Now, the first couple of parts of this are parables. In verses 1 through 13, we have the parable of the ten virgins. And I believe that Jesus' main point with this parable, as is with the next parable as well, but uh, his point is the fact that we always need to be prepared because just as he talked about at the end of Matthew 24, we never know when he is going to return. So therefore, we always need to be ready. We always need to be prepared for his return. And he illustrates this with the parable of the ten virgins. There were five, as he says in verse 2, five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flask of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to, see, to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there is not enough, since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him into the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour." So again, Jesus' point in this parable follows perfectly with what he talked about at the end of chapter 24. We don't know when he is going to return. We don't know when the world is going to be destroyed. We don't know when uh, the day of judgment is going to be. And because of that, we always need to be prepared. We need to be like the five wise virgins because we don't know what the situation is going to be or when the situation is going to be. And so we always need to be prepared for it. And as I mentioned, the next parable that we have here is the parable of the talents in verses 14 going down through verse 30. Now again, the, one of the basic meanings of this is the exact same as, as uh, the previous parable, always be ready, but he kind of addresses it in a different way. Uh, as we know, there was this master, he called his servants, and he entrusted to them his property. Verse 15, To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. So there's three servants here. One receives five talents, one receives two, and the other one receives one. Now, 
one thing that's important for us to note, and I think it's important for us today as Christians, is what he says in verse 15, that he gave each according to his ability. One of the things that I often think about is the fact that God is not going to command us to do something that he knows we cannot do. I think about what John says in the book of 1 John, I believe it's chapter 5 and verse 3, where he says that God's commandments are not grievous. The things that God requires of us is not something that is impossible for us to keep. It's not something that is impossible for us to obey. He has only given us those things that he knows we can handle, just like this master gave to his servants what he knew they would be able to handle. And as the parable goes, the the master leaves. The one who had five talents, he goes and he makes five more. The one that had two talents, he goes and he makes two more. But the one who had the one talent just dug a hole and put it in the ground. And it says in verse 19, Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Now Jesus is making the parallel between what he's saying here and the judgment day. So the master, he gave us all responsibilities. God has given us responsibilities. And in that sense, he's gone away. Christ is sitting. He's reigning over his, his kingdom in heaven right now. He has not yet returned. But just as that master returned, he is going to return and there's going to be a reckoning. This master then began to call his servants and, and to ask them what they had done with the talents that he had given them before he left. Jesus is going to do the same thing. He has entrusted us with the gospel. He has given us his word, and he's going to ask us what we did with it. Were we obedient to it? Did we teach it to others? Did we show others what they needed to do? There's going to be that reckoning. And the one that had the five talents who gained five more, his master said to him in verse 21, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. The same thing happened with uh, the servant who had the two talents. He continued to work until his master came back, and, and because of that, he and the first servant were rewarded. But also notice the last part of this in verse 24. He also, uh, he also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you... I scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received with my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. Now, the important part is what he says there in verse 30, and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Jesus is saying if we continue to work for him, if we continue to labor for him until he does return, then we're going to be rewarded. But if we are like this wicked and slothful, lazy servant, and we stop working for him, we stop doing what is pleasing to him, there's going to be that punishment. Now, very quickly, the last part of this chapter in verses 31 through 46, it's not necessarily really a parable, but Christ is giving us insight into the day of judgment. And it does remind me of the parables that we looked at in chapter 13 with uh, the parable of the dragnet and the parable of the wheat and tares. 
because it's a very similar principle here. Jesus is describing the fact that there's going to be a great separation. Whenever he comes in his glory, verse 31, comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. And of course, as he goes through and he says to the sheep that are, are on his right hand because when he was hungry, they gave him food. When he was thirsty, they gave him drink, stranger, and they welcomed him naked and clothed him and sick and or in prison and visited him. The righteous there in verse 37 will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And Jesus replies to them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So again, those that were faithful to him, those that worked for him, Jesus is using that, the specific example of, of benevolence, those that cared for others, that, were, that served others, that served him, they are going to be granted entrance into heaven. But those on his left, described there in verses 41 through 46, those that did not work for him, those that were not benevolent, that were not hospitable, that did not serve others, as he says in verse 46, and these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. So all the way beginning at the 36th verse of Matthew 24, all the way down through the end of chapter 25, he is discussing his second coming and giving us insight and illustrations as to how the day of judgment is going to go. That we always need to be ready. We always need to be working. We need to continue doing our best to serve God until he returns. If we do, we're going to be rewarded. But if we fail to do so, as he points out here, we're going to be punished. That is Matthew chapter 25. And if you will, come back tomorrow as we will begin looking at Matthew chapter 26. Thank you for your time and for your attention here today.